Hello and welcome to Business at Bedtime. Short readings, amazing books and inspired dreams. And because, why should children be the only ones with a bedtime story? I'm surprised it's taken us 40-odd episodes to get to this book, if I'm honest. But tonight's reading comes from Daniel Pink's Drive, the surprising truth about what motivates us. The New York Times top 10 bestseller that sold more than 2 million copies worldwide. And this reading comes from the first chapter and is called The Rise and Fall of Motivation 2.0. Imagine it's 1995. You sit down with an economist, an accomplished business school professor with a PhD in economics. You say to her, I've got a crystal ball here that can peer 15 years into the future. I'd like to test your forecasting powers. She's sceptical, but she decides to humour you. I'm going to describe two new encyclopedias, one just out, the other to be launched in a few years. You have to predict which will be more successful in 2010. Bring it, she says. The first encyclopedia comes from Microsoft. As you know, Microsoft is already a large and profitable company, and with this year's introduction of Windows 95, it's about to become an era-defining colossus. Microsoft will fund this encyclopedia. It will pay professional writers and editors to craft articles on thousands of topics. Well-compensated managers will oversee the project to ensure it's completed on budget and on time. Then Microsoft will sell the encyclopedia on CD-ROMs and later online. The second encyclopedia won't come from a company. It will be created by tens of thousands of people who write and edit articles for fun. These hobbyists won't need any special qualifications to participate and nobody will be paid a dollar or a euro or a yen to write or edit articles. Participants will have to contribute their labour, sometimes 20 and 30 hours per week, for free. The encyclopedia itself, which will exist online, will also be free. No charge for anyone who wants to use it. Now, you say to the economist, think forward 15 years. According to my crystal ball, in 2010, one of these encyclopedias will be the largest and most popular in the world, and the other will be defunct. Which is which? In 1995, I doubt you would have found a single sober economist anywhere on planet Earth who would not have picked that first model as the success. Any other conclusion would have been laughable, contrary to nearly every business principle she taught her students. It would have been like asking a zoologist which would win a 200-metre foot race between a cheetah and your brother-in-law. Not even close. Sure, that ragtag band of volunteers might produce something, but there was no way its product could compare with an offering from a powerful, profit-driven company. The incentives were all wrong. Microsoft stood to gain from the success of its product, Everyone involved in the other projects knew from the outset that success would earn them nothing. Most important, Microsoft's writers, editors and managers were paid. The other project's contributors were not. In fact, it's probably cost them money each time. They performed free work instead of remunerative labour. The question was such a no-brainer that our economist wouldn't even have considered putting it on an exam for her MBA class. It was too easy. But you know how things turned out. On October the 31st, 2009, Microsoft pulled the plug on MSN and Carter, its disk and online encyclopedia, which had been on the market for 16 years. 
Meanwhile, Wikipedia, that second model, ended up becoming the largest and most popular encyclopedia in the world, just eight years after its inception. Wikipedia led or had more than 13 million articles in some 260 languages, including 3 million in English alone. What happened? The conventional view of human motivation has a very hard time explaining this result. Thanks for listening. Good night. Thank you.